Good evening, everyone, and welcome to CEU Psychology Society's second season of the podcast series, The Friday Sit-Down, with the theme of gaining headway on common psychological misconceptions. We thank you for being so supportive of the first season of the podcast series, especially the organizations that have partnered with us last season. So, what are you waiting for? Plug in your earphones, grab your caffeine, and find a comfortable spot. Since the only thing you'll need to do for this program is to listen to registered specialists talk about different mental health disorders that we, as future psychologists, need to keep note. The Friday Sit-Down aims to achieve the following. Develop a clear understanding of different mental health disorders, promote different advocacy circling mental health, encourage and build a sense of receptiveness among the listeners, and create a digital safe space. To all of our listeners, I hope you're ready for the topic we'll be discussing this evening because our first episode for the second season is the Major Depressive Disorder, or as many of you know, MDD. My name is Tanet Ocampo, and I am your host for this evening. So before we start, I would like to call on Ms. Gail Ann Garcia, the President of CEU Manila Psychology Society, to introduce our guest for this episode. Our guest speaker for tonight is a licensed psychologist at the LS Office of Guidance and Counseling of the Ateneo Manila University. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology from Ateneo de Manila University. She has obtained her Bachelor of Science in Psychology degree from Miriam College as a scholar of the GCAP Foundation. In the early years of her career, she was a teacher of early childhood education and a faculty member at the Psychology Department of Miram College and at the College of Education of the University of Asia and the Pacific. In 2017, she pioneered two group intervention programs for the Ellis Office of Guidance and Counseling in Ateneo, the Riding the Waves, an Emotion Regulation Program, and Bridging Relations, an Interpersonal Effectiveness Program. Last 2020, she led the creation of a synchronous program for enhancing well-being at the LSOGC, the Wellness Toolkit, a program on nurturing the self and making meaning. This is a program that teaches competence in resilience building, emotion regulation, and social skills. When she is not doing counseling or facilitating a program, she is one of the hosts of coffee sessions with your counselors a podcast about mental health and wellness. She is skilled in counseling, group intervention and facilitation, research, and statistical data analysis. She has facilitated groups and conducted trainings for children, adolescents, and even adults on various topics such as emotion regulation, mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, social skills, stress management, and the like. Everyone, let us welcome Miss Aileen Bellio. Hello, hello everyone. Okay, so good evening, Pa, Miss Aileen. Good evening. So, how are you doing, Pa, in this pandemic, Pa? I'm good. Um, well, it's been a year since we started yes, this quarantine. No, who would have thought that we'll be we'll be in quarantine for a year now? No. Um, yes, Pa. I could say na I'm still adjusted, adjusting, no, to to all this new setup. But at the same time, uh, could say that I've 
already adjusted in some aspects of it, like maintaining good balance between work and personal life in one setting, which is our home, which I'm sure many of us can relate to, no? Yeah, yes, but po. in general, I'm feeling good. And I'm happy to be here. I'm really honored that uh, uh, I've been invited to be part of your episode for tonight and to talk about important issues like mental health and, and some disorders. Mm-hmm. Yes, po, ma'am. And thank you for accepting to our invitation. Okay, yeah. so to start off with our interview, po, I will be asking some questions that would give an overview about major depressive disorder for our listeners who are not all that familiar with it. Po. So the first um, question would be, as a practitioner, how may you define major depressive disorder that may be easily understood by our listeners? Po? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a very important question. No? Well, siguro to start, we have to say that major depressive disorder is the clinical depression. Okay, so, so it, it, it's not just being sad. It's not just feeling blue or feeling down because we all feel that way. We can all feel sad from time to time. We can all feel down from time to time because these emotions are present of, our, uh, of being a person, of being a human being. But when you say that you have clinical depression or you have major depressive disorder, it's severe it's serious it's um it's nothing to um ignore about and the symptoms of major depressive disorder are things that really affect someone's functioning for example when someone is experiencing um feelings of helplessness and hopelessness like it affects their motivation. So they, they could, for a student, for example, is experiencing a clinical depression. Even if they, a part of their brain or mind is telling them that I have to do this thing and I have to do this thing because they, are, they don't have energy or they don't have any motivation. And most of the time they feel fatigued or exhausted, even if they don't do things or even if they don't exert so much effort. These will prevent them from being productive. And when they don't feel productive, the cycle goes on and they feel maybe more depressed and they feel um, disappointed about themselves or guilty or things like that. Yes, I actually re- um, remember a quote from someone that said, and they said that depression was like having a mind that wants to die but a body that wants to live. Po. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a very good way of capturing what clinical depression is, no? I often hear things like that no, along those lines. No? Uh, they, they see that there's no point in living anymore. So there's that suicidality. There's, they, they, they feel like um, it's a life that is without purpose or directionless. And they feel so lost about it. They, they don't know how. It's like they're feeling, they're feeling stuck and they don't know how to get out of that uh, feeling of being stuck or feeling of being lost. Aside from that, uh, there are so many other things happening or going on when someone is diagnosed or when someone is experiencing major depressive disorder, aside from feeling helpless and hopeless, they also feel a great sense of excessive guilt that sometimes mm-hmm. affects the way they see their self-worth. So a lot of them, it's common to feel or it's common for them to see that they're worthless, even if they, in reality, everyone has their own value, but they don't see that or they're having difficulty seeing that because there are a lot of negative thoughts 
usually distorted thoughts about the self. Like uh, I've heard they feel they don't they that they're not enough. They feel that no matter what they do, it doesn't uh, make any any sense or it doesn't make any difference or uh, even if they don't want to, they always find themselves in in a tendency to compare themselves to other people, like their peers. And when they do that, they always see themselves uh, as inferior compared to other people. And when that happens, that thinking that uh, those distorted thoughts, like they're not enough, or they're, they're not worthy of love, or they're not worthy of anyone's attention, uh, those were emphasized or those uh, were those were exacerbated and when that happens it also affects how they how they behave like because they feel they're not worthy of anyone's time or anyone's attention or they're not enough compared to others or they don't feel that they deserve to be loved even if people are actually showing them care and love they would just isolate themselves so that's one indication that maybe someone is expressing uh, experiencing clinical depression they're isolating themselves especially now that we are in a pandemic it's so easy to to just turn off your social media or your connection to people and just stay in your room all day without without interacting with anybody and the more you do that if you're feeling um depressed the more you would feel like you're alone the more you feel like uh it's you against the world things like that and what's uh complicated about having clinical depression is sometimes it's comorbid with other other disorders such as anxiety you don't have to be clinically diagnosed with anxiety but we all know what anxiety is, especially now that we're in a pandemic so imagine being in a state of clinical depression and then you're 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 anxiety you're you're feeling anxious about your safety about um, safety of your family members about the future like if you're a student uh, and and this pandemic will go on. For example, what will happen to your future? Things like that. Plus the um the anxiety of not knowing what you're actually um facing when you have depression. Right, right. The uncertainty. Yes, yes. yes. It, yeah. it only makes the clinical depression worse. Uh, and and for for people who are actually experiencing depression or clinical depression, it makes um their situation feel feel more hopeless. And, and they feel more helpless in that situation. One made, uh, I think one common thing that I've heard is that they don't just feel sad or they don't just feel, feel depressed. It's more of they feel empty or they feel numb. Like they don't feel anything. Like when, I, when you ask them or when I ask them, are you feeling, sometimes they would describe it that way, that, uh, that they don't have any pleasure in doing the things that used to make them feel joy. It's really oh, yeah. the loss of interest for I know, yes, in the things yes. that you used to love. In line with that, because they don't feel like they don't have any interest to anything anymore. Uh, there's also a problem with eating. There's also a problem with sleep. A lot of them report insomnia, for example. But some people who are who may be diagnosed with clinical depression may also report uh, overeating or oversleeping. So it's, it's, it's not balanced. It's not normal as compared to other people. Yeah, you were saying something. Uh, yes. So I was about to ask, well, how does a psychologist then diagnose and treat a person with MDD since the symptoms sound like something that's um, commonly felt? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Just to just to make a distinction, though, as a psychologist, we of course know that the the symptoms or what these disorders are, like the clinical depression or the MDD. But we don't make formal diagnosis. Like, for example, if let's say a patient or a client comes to me and asks me what his or her diagnosis is, we we will not end the session with a diagnosis. But I will have a working hypothesis based on um the the history of the person and based on um the symptoms that he or she described. If a person wants to have a formal diagnosis it's better to consult a psychiatrist or a medical doctor because the diagnosis is helpful for treatment. No? So the diagnosis, especially when we can confirm it with a psychiatrist, helps me as a psychologist to um, plan my treatment plan for the patient or for the client. And then the psychiatrist also uh, will use that diagnosis as a guide on what kind of treatment, medical treatment in particular, would be best for that particular client or patient. So in general, in my practice, uh, of course, we're familiar with the symptoms. So we look at, we look into that. For example, in, in the history taking, the client started to talk about uh, these symptoms like loss of interest, feeling helpless, uh, excessive guilt, or feelings of worthlessness. There's... Um, there's a guide that we often refer to, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, Edition 5. So, like the psychiatrists, we also base our um, impressions of the case from there. No? So, usually for MDD, based on that DSM-5, you have to have these symptoms that I, I was describing earlier for at least two weeks almost every day. So it's not like one day or Monday you feel um, irritable, restless, uh, lost of interest, and then sad. And then the next day you're okay or you're, you're feeling better. So it's severe. So it's usually something that you would experience if you are clinically depressed almost every day. That's why that feeling of being stuck or feeling lost is there. Did I answer yes, that? Pa, yes, pa. Mm-hmm. So it really does base po on the longevity of what the person is feeling po ano, kung gaano yes, po katagal. Yes, yes pa. Yes. Okay, Just a so, note, no. Um, yes, pa. Diba, the the DSM says that you have to be diagnosed with an MDD, a clinical depression. You have to have the symptoms for at least two weeks. So that doesn't mean that after two weeks uh, without symptoms, um, you're good na. MDD can reoccur. Okay, so meaning, for example, first two weeks of this month or three weeks of this month because of some um, life experiences that might trigger some uh, depression. For example, uh, breakups or failing subjects or, or sudden loss of uh, job, for example. These may trigger some depressive episodes. And if you're experiencing this for a few weeks and then after a while you sort of recover, there's a possibility that it might be triggered again. And, and have a relapse? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if you recovered, yes, it could be considered as relapse. Mm. No? But uh, the thing is, if, if MDD or clinical depression is left unnoticed or without treatment, it may continue. 
Okay, so thank you, Paul, Miss Miss Aileen, and that is the overview of MDD. So to continue our talk, I will be stating some phrases that seem to be misconceptions, and I would like to ask your opinion on it, Paul. So the first phrase is talking about it only makes it worse. Okay, talking about it actually will make it better, <laughs> not make it worse, right? Definitely, Paul. Well, because there's the stigma about mental health. Uh, that that statement is like common among people when when they start to talk about their um, disorder or their their condition. People people do not receive that very well, no. Or probably because they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to listen actively or how to listen without judgment to to the person. But for someone who is clinically depressed, the more you talk about how you're experiencing things, like how you're feeling, how uh, what's happening or what has happened to you, the more it will help you uh, heal in the process. The more it will uh, be better for you in terms of treatment. Yes, but, and I think it's a really um, a huge help to know that you have a support system that you mm-hmm. can talk to them for ano yes po. yes 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 speaking of support uh, system that's actually hot. one of the important things no in in the condition or in handling MDD you have to because it's easy to 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 stay in that hole of feeling isolated of feeling alone and feeling maybe a burden to someone or to to other people so the more you recognize and um, utilize your support system, the better it will be for for you if you're clinically depressed. Because you would need support from people, you know, to help yourself, especially if you feel like you don't have any motivation to take care of yourself or to engage in activities. So some people, like for example, peers or friends, might encourage you to do these activities. Okay. So the next phrase naman po would be Medication will change your personality and you'll be taking it forever. Okay. Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. What I can share about this one is um, they say that uh, when they're prescribed medications, they experience some side effects. And I guess in any medication, not just for mental disorders, uh, if you take any medication, there would be side effects. So it would be best to consult a doctor or a psychiatrist no, so that you can manage the, the side effects. And the goal is for you to find that medication, the right dosage or the most appropriate dosage that will help you with your treatment. So that's why as a psychologist, we like working with the psychiatrist. So it, it's like a team that helps the, the, the client or, or the patient. So in, in, in other words, I don't think that taking medication will alter your personality because one personality is something that is stable. Like when we're born uh, with our pre-genetic dispositions and our environment, these are the things that determine our personality. Medications might somehow maybe affect it, but uh, I don't think that it's going to to have a huge effect. No, okay. I think uh, that the thing that you need to be concerned about medication is just the side effects. But you... Like, for example, I have this uh, client na she started taking medication just last December and then she 
is feeling um, headache, sleepiness, and she is asked mm-hmm. to consult her psychiatrist for like every like every third of the month, and that helps her somehow manage the side effects. And in turn, it somehow helps her manage the mood. Because yun talaga yung ayun talaga yung main purpose ng medication. It's hard to to do treatment uh, kapag kayong mood sobrang problematic, sobrang erratic. So, kailangan talaga yung medication at some point. Pero hindi ibig sabihin na pagka nag-medication ka na, forever ka nang magme-medication. Uh, may, mga, may mga naging clients ako na uh, they were prescribed uh, medication for like few months and then after a while with therapy and other um, treatment plans, naging okay naman siya. Tapos nag-stop na siya ng medication. So, depende siya. It's a case-to-case basis. So, it corrects for the, um, the brain chemistry pa. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that you mentioned uh-huh. that, no? Kasi parang uh-huh. clinical depression or MDD, as I mentioned kanina, it's not just feeling sad. Hindi, hindi yun yung parang sinasabi ng mga ng iba na may prejudice about disorders na parang it's a choice, no? Kung, kung magiging depressed ka or not. So parang, pero hindi. The, 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 the condition of, of someone with clinical depression has a lot to do with genetic factors. So may mga tao, let's say, All of us are experiencing this pandemic. Tapos maybe some people would have family problems. Some people who are predisposed or genetically predisposed with depression might actually have depression or might develop depression because of these life uh, stressors or life-altering events. Pero may mga tao that would experience the same thing. Pero dahil hindi naman sila ganun ka-genetically predisposed to these conditions, like... Um, their brain chemistry is not wired to to, to 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 develop conditions like this. Kahit na may ganun silang um, experiences or stressors in life, hindi sila magkakaroon ng depression. So it's genetic factors and then the environment. So yeah, it's a lot to do with brain chemicals and the medication will help in balancing those brain chemicals, particularly neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine. Okay. Thank you, Pa. So, the next phrase, Pa, is somewhat connected to the first phrase. So, it goes with, the best way to help someone with depression is to cheer them up, Pa. Mm, well, it would be nice, no? To cheer someone up when, you, when they're feeling sad. And yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Well, some people would need some time alone. Pero, mm, when someone is clinically depressed, it's not like, It's not like they're choosing not to be happy, okay? Pero sometimes it's just really hard to see the positive or, or to be optimistic kasi there's a lot of things going on. Like, for example, I mentioned Trina, distorted thinking. So when that is heightened during their depressive episode, it's going to be difficult for them to see um, rainbows or to see the positive things. And And sometimes, yeah, it's, it's even difficult for them to appreciate the cheers of other people. It might even ano po, ano, um, make the person feel guilty if they keep on like pushing themselves to cheer that person up. Po. Oh, wait, what do you mean? The, the person with clinical depression might feel guilty if they feel like someone is cheering up? Um, po, ano, like the person keeps on trying to cheer them up and wants them to be happy, pero nahihirapan ko yung person with depression 
So yeah. sometimes they might feel guilty po because of that. Yes, that mm, that they're going through it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, po. Um, they, they, they're not naman, uh, they're not naman blind. So they would see people who are making efforts, people around them who are making efforts to cheer them up, to uh, help them see the positive, no? Pero yun na, that might result to excessive guilt or that might only enhance yung guilt na nararamdaman na nila. Kasi nga, hindi talaga madali na makita yung positibo or hindi ma- madaling maging masaya kapag ka nandun na sila sa depressive episode. Um, it's a lot to do with their thinking, no? Na parang pag naisip nila na they're not worthy of love, that they're not enough, that they're just a burden to somebody or to, to their family, ganyan, mahirapan silang maging masaya talaga. So, uh, for example, in my practice, I work with with that, with, with changing those distorted thoughts, no? And it doesn't happen, let's say, in one session or two. It's it's a process where you have to teach them to learn the skill of changing this perspective so that it would be easier for them to appreciate the positive later on and to also um, practice self-love or, self- or self-compassion. Yes. Thank you. So, moving on to the last phrase, only people who are very depressed or think about suicide need medicine. No. Um, well, there are there are other disorders or there are other clients that with other disorders that I've uh, met na meron silang thoughts of harming themselves or, or thoughts of ending their life even if uh, they're not necessarily diagnosed with MDD or clinical depression. Pero suicide is one consequence of having clinical depression. Like if the clinical depression is left untreated, there's a high possibility of people thinking of ending their life. Kasi nga, ganun, if you look at the, the experiences that they have or um, the symptoms, you know, so they, they lost interest with the things about, around them, they don't have energy, energy or motivation, etc. So, common yung parang gusto na lang nilang mawala or gusto na lang nilang i-end yung life mo. Yeah, okay, so, so did, did answer that. Mm-hmm. yes, but you did, but thank you, but and that is it for the phrases, but so I just have some few follow up questions that I would like to ask mm-hmm. you, but so the first one is how can one determine if an illness is causing depression or depression is causing an illness? Po? Okay, yes, um, maybe one way to answer that question is to refer back to what MDD or clinical depression is. Clinical depression has a lot to do with genetic factors and then parang triggered by life stressors or the environment, you know. So, pwede na magkaroon ka ng clinical depression kahit wala kang, wala kang illness. On the other hand, meron namang mga may clinical depression because of, their, you know, for example, um, someone diagnosed with stroke, for example, or in a stroke or, or merong silang mga um, illnesses that they like cancer, ganyan, malaki yung chance na magkaroon sila ng depression because of that. Napaka-serious po talaga ng depression. Like, connected <laughs> po talaga siya kahit sa illness, kahit po sa physical illness or yes. definitely mental din po. Yes. Okay, yes. so, the next question I have po is, if someone thinks that their medication is causing them to feel depressed, what should they do po? Are there instances po that happen like that? If the, the, their medication 
make them feel makes like them feel depressed po. Usually, kung ang pinag-uusapan natin ay medication for depression, they already have, you know, the depressive symptoms before they take the medication. So, if they're noticing na parang mas nagiging depressed sila, I'm not sure if it's if it's really because of the medication, but maybe yung yung timing lang no na parang uh, nag-start silang mag-medication tapos mas mas naging down yung mood nila ganyan. Pero mm-hmm. hindi ako parang hindi pa ako nakarinig na sobrang sobrang nag-down yung mood nila because of that. Usually uh, when I check in with my clients after they take their medication as prescribed by their psychiatrist, uh, they feel different, sometimes better, sometimes uh, yeah, medyo medyo iba yung iba yung uh, physical experiences, iba rin yung um, irritability ganyan, pero feel different ganyan. So I uh, I think hindi siya talaga na parang the medication would make a person feel more depressed. Maybe there's something that's going, parang the person is already experiencing depression, but and then there's something in the environment, maybe life experience ng tao na nag-add to the depression. For example, um, breakup. Breakup uh, caused or parang led the person to feel depressed. Tapos, yun. So, Andun yung mga symptoms ng, ng sadness, extreme sadness, helplessness, hopelessness, worthlessness, etc. Pero meron pang ibang nangyari. Let's say, um, what the person is a student experiencing breakup, tapos at the same time, napabayaan niya yung studies niya, tapos feeling niya uh, failure siya because napabayaan niya yung studies niya. So that, that will add to the existing depression. So that will make the person more depressed. Ganun. So, medication, I'm not so sure about that. Okay po. So, baka po nagkamali lang po ng um, pagsisi po on something. Oo, no? oh, oh, oh. well, a lot of times that happens, no? Parang, you want to understand what's going on with me. So, titignan mo kung ano yung mga parang nangyari sa'yo na uh, related bago, bago mangyari yung condition. So, if before it became worse, you take the you took the medication, baka yun nga yung maging perception na dahil sa medication. Pero again, um, psychiatrists won't prescribe any medication that they don't think will not, uh, that they, if they think that it will not help the person's treatment. So, ganun. So, the next question that I have pa is, how is the phrase, I feel depressed, different from I am depressed? This is, I think, a major, um, a major confusion po. From people with my age. I feel depressed versus I am and, depressed, right? Yes, but mm-hmm. when, when we say I feel depressed, we're describing how we're feeling. We're describing probably the sadness, the emotion that is there, um, and maybe the mood that comes along with it. But when we say I am depressed, you are describing your person as a depressed person. And even... Parang ako as a, as a psychi- psychologist, uh, I usually say na, okay, it's good na malaman natin kung anong diagnosis mo uh, para mag-guide yung treatment mo, ganyan. Pero okay lang din na hindi. Like, I have a working impression on what's going on with you and that will guide me uh, in, in planning your treatment goals or treatment plan. Pero hindi, like, like, like for example, uh, I've been seeing clients na for, let's say, 
three months or six months and we don't have formal diagnosis from a psychiatrist. So parang maroon lang kaming working impression. And and that's working. Like we we conduct sessions, uh we do the typical talk therapy, tapos other other treatments, pero hindi necessarily na mayroon siyang diagnosis. So yung diagnosis na parang I am depressed. Sometimes parang nagiging double-edged sword siya. Kasi if you describe your whole person based on the condition or the diagnosis, medyo problematic yun. Kasi you're a person first before the diagnosis. You're, you're, you're a human being first before the diagnosis. Okay? And you're more than the diagnosis. You are a daughter, a friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, uh, a Filipino, or whatever your nationality is, um, male, female, bisexual, yes. whatever. So, you're more than the diagnosis. So, yung I am, de- I am depressed. Parang, uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend people to describe themselves like that. I would, I, would, I would encourage them to describe how they're feeling, which is very important in handling any clinical depression or any disorder for that matter. Pero, not, parang, as much as possible, let's try to avoid um, labeling ourselves as the diagnosis. And for people who have friends and family who have diagnosis, we it would be better kung sabi natin na parang, let's say, I have a sister who has a diagnosis of clinical depression, or I have a friend who has um, who is diagnosed with autism. Or we don't say na a, per- a person who is autistic. Okay, thank you, Prop. And for the next question I have is, we understand that medication are expensive, especially in this economy. So what must one do to not let their depression develop further? Okay, that's true. According to research, and yeah, uh, this is widely known around the globe, clinical depression is one of the disorders, mental health disorders, that's most expensive in terms of medication yung medication ng clinical depression sobrang expensive no so yung sinasabi nila na parang uh, pangmayaman lang yung yung depression siguro dito nang gagaling yun no kasi ano talaga parang to be able to have uh, an ideal treatment with let's say psychotherapy which is also not cheap no it's it's also expensive um and also medication that's also expensive yun you you would need talaga Money. But there are many resources that we can tap naman. Um, like this pandemic, I know um, I know that there are like free suicide hotlines, for example. There are also free counseling services that are there online. Like if you go to PAP website, you would see their list of all services for clinics that provide um, brief therapy or free therapy, for example. Ganyan. With medications, um, uh, not sure, no? Pero, for example, there are schools na nag-help dun sa mga talagang may kailangan ng medication pero wala silang enough funds. So, I guess you can explore that, no? If you feel like uh, you were, let's say, your psychiatrist has prescribed you medication tapos hindi talaga kaya ng financial um, capacity ng family to provide that, maybe you can explore other options, no? Like, tap your resources. I'm sure there's something there. Nakalungkot po na healthcare has become a privilege to po instead of a right for a lot of people. Yeah, that's sad, no? Mm-mm. Pero we don't want that. That's why uh, 
mahirap siya, no? Mahirap. Pero parang sa tingin ko, may paraan para hindi tayo maglimitahan uh, para i-address yung, yung mental health concerns natin. May paraan if if we want to, no? That's, I think that's um, the government is trying to do. Although, uh, hindi ko alam yung yung full extent, no, what they're, what they're doing. But, you know, we, in the Philippines, we passed the bill for a psych bill, no, that's already a start. Na, yes, it might be a reality na medyo naging privilege yung uh, pag-attend to mental health. But it shouldn't be that way because mental health is for everyone. Like, attending to yes, your well-being is for everyone, whatever your socioeconomic status is. Yep. Okay, so for the final question that I have for is, what are things that people should avoid from saying to someone with MDD? Okay, that's a very good and interesting question, no? Uh, when Whenever I listen to, to my clients, sinasabi nila na parang they'd rather not talk to, to people, like even their closest friends or the family about their condition or about what's happening to them. Kasi nga, they, they're, they, they have experiences of being judged or they feel like even if the people around them are actually genuinely giving them support right the way they they give the support is is not that helpful because people are saying things that are actually um not helpful for people who are in example for example um let's say parents or friends would encourage someone who's experiencing clinical depression tapos sabihin nila na it's just all in the mind ganyan parang when you say that uh, uh, well if you look at it simplistically pwedeng totoo pero hindi eh. it's not all in the mind no it's it's something that is severe it's something that is complicated as as it is kasi nga meron siyang genetic genetic aspects tapos meron um, yeah sa environment ganyan so hindi siya Lisa all in the mind. Uh, instead of saying that, uh, you can you can listen to the person who's expressing these things, no, or or who is expressing their feelings, and then kahit wala kang sabihin or kahit feeling mo hindi mo alam pa nung sabihin mo, as long as you make that person feel that you listen to him or her, that's already enough, no. Instead of saying things like it's all in the mind. Another thing that you can avoid is you're just being sad. Like I said kanina, this is clinical depression. It's a severe condition. It's yes, it's difficult, but it's it's treatable, no. And it's just more than just being sad, because sometimes sadness is not even there when they're experiencing experiencing clinical depression. It's it's feeling empty. It's feeling numb. So it's not just being sad. Because anyone can feel sad and can feel other emotions after being sad. But when you're clinically depressed, there are um, overwhelming feelings of helplessness, worthlessness, guilt, and other yes, emotions but... that are there, not just sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really... Things, like, for example... I go, go lang. Yes, uh, and it's really frowned upon to compare what you've gone through with the person who's suffering then po ano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yes, uh, parang akala natin okay lang na sabihin na ah, kasi parang pareho kayo ng pinagdaanan, ganyan. Or, tapos, let's say, uh, 
nag-fail ka sa isang class, tapos itong friend mo na-depress dahil nag-fail sa isang class. Dahil alam mo yung nangyari sa kanya or may idea ka, um, you say these things, no? And because you are able to overcome it, you, you think that the other person can also overcome it. Yes, it's good to believe that way, no? Pero be, expressing empathy is more than just knowing what the other person experienced. It, um, I guess the best way to express empathy is to not assume that you know what they're experiencing. Because even if they tell you, like me as, as a psychologist, they tell me things that they don't normally tell to other people, uh, which make me understand what they're going through. But even if they told me that, hindi ko magagrasp yung full picture of what really is happening to them, no? And I'm already a professional, so we cannot really assume. Uh, I guess it's it's related to another common thing na sinasabi ng mga tao na parang it will just pass or it will get better. Uh, well, in reality, totoo na parang quote-unquote time heals things, ganyan. Pero nangyayari din sa realidad na um, dadaan yung panahon, dadaan yung mga months, years, pero andun pa rin yung tao sa state ng pagiging depressed or pagiging clinically depressed. Kasi hindi hindi lang hindi mo um, magagawa ng paraan yung yung clinical depression or yung MDD by just letting time pass. You have because it's an it may look passive pero it's actually an active condition na um, if the symptoms are there it's persistent, no? It's affecting your functioning, it's affecting your performance in school, it's affecting your relationship with people, the way the way you you express yourself ganyan so yung it will get better that will only happen if you are doing something active to help yourself better or to help the person feel better so going to therapy taking medications changing your lifestyle for example so uh, a lot of times we encourage people to try out new hobbies to be active physically uh, to do something about their sleeping patterns and their diet no kasi a lot of people who are experiencing clinical depression may problems sila with sleep with eating and um with emotional regulation so we teach them that so hindi siya talaga na pabayaan mo lang tapos after a while you'll get better ganyan again for some people that happens no feeling sad or depressed after a while and then somehow they are uh magically okay ganyan maybe because they're not predisposed to clinical depression. Maybe they're just feeling sad and they they have um, some internal resources that's already with them that help them uh, step uh, bounce back and, and become more resilient. But for some cases, like with someone who is clinically depressed, it will just get better. Yes, but I agree. Um, oh yeah. Another thing, siguro yung sinasabi ng iba, everyone has bad days. Na parang Medyo offensive yon no for for people kasi who are who have um clinical depression that's why when people who don't have clinical diagnosis of depression say na parang i'm feeling depressed oh, that that sounds offensive for people who are actually with clinical condition of depression no kasi uh, totoo na may times na uh, we have quote and quote bad days ganyan pero yun nga Depression or clinical depression is more than just feeling sad and more than just having a bad day. And as I mentioned, it's something, the symptoms that I described earlier, no, yung irritability, hopelessness, wordlessness, to the point that you want to end your life, those are something that is 
persistent on a daily basis. No? Especially kapag yes. left untreated. Oh yeah, uh, one more thing, no? Yung, ito talagang medyo nakakaano pag sinasabi or pag narinig mo na, you can just snap out of it. Like, like, you can't or it, it's hard to do that. You just snap out of it na, um, I'm sorry if this will offend anyone, pero parang, usually it's a, it, 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 um, it's not the idea of understanding another person when you say, just snap out of it. For example, an older person would say to a younger person na, ah, nagawa ko naman na parang ganyan din yung nangyari sa akin dati, tapos, um, I just pulled myself up, ganyan, tapos, na-survive ko naman siya, so, just do the same, just snap out of it. Well, well, it's easier said than done, but it's not really something that you can just tell yourself, no, kasi nga, uh, minsan kahit natutunan nila, let's say, to change some distorted thinking patterns or they change their uh, behavioral functioning, let's say, yung sleeping or yung, yung eating nila, minsan nga bumabalik like what you mentioned kanina may wila. So, hindi yung, hindi natin pwedeng sabihin na just snap out of it. Yeah, I guess those are some of the things no, that we can avoid. Yes po, and mental health is really um one a person's responsibility din po talaga. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. We we are well we can reach out and and um get support and appreciate the support that we're getting from the from from our environment, pero it's really the person himself or herself who can help him or her uh the most, no. For example, kahit mer- kahit kami we are helping clients with disorders or different disorders or conditions. Sila pa din talaga, like parang sila pa din yung makapag-determine kung gaano nila matutulungan yung sarili nila or kung gaano sila kakumitid sa pagtulong sa sarili nila. Yon. Okay, so that ends the first segment of our interview. So, our next segment is PsyQs. And I think it's time to listen to our listeners, from our listeners. So earlier this week, we sent out a link for our PsyQs where anyone can send in their questions for our guests to clarify regarding common misconceptions on MDD. So to start, this is from um, an Escolarian and their question is, Does depression only occur once? or does, And does anyone ever completely heal from it or will they forever need therapy? Okay, that's a very good question. No? One, as I mentioned earlier, chronic depression or M- MDD is something that is recurring. Okay, so, so to, to be diagnosed with MDD, you have to have the symptoms, five out of nine symptoms, for at least two weeks. Pero there's a possibility na after a while, you'll feel better, you, you will have better functioning, and you will have less of those symptoms. Pero it, it's possible that these symptoms will reoccur. So, hindi ibig sabihin na parang pag naging okay ka na, ay na, na hindi na maulat siya. Um, some people, yung, yung forever therapy, parang no. No, like, there are people who has been into long-term therapy, like years, kasi 
they're not only working on managing the symptoms, like managing the, the mood or, or the loss of motivation or the suicidality, for example, but they're also dealing or processing past traumatic experiences, for example. So, kailangan ng long, long-term approach to that. So, yung iba, mas matagal sa therapy. Pero may iba naman na um, they they do therapy for like say a few months or a few, uh, for a period tapos after a while they learn to be on their own they learn to um, to live with the condition pero wala nang therapy yeah did I answer that question? <laughs> yes but thank you for Miss AB so the next question is also a student from CEU Manila hello po I would like to ask what should I reply if someone told me they will end their life. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a very relevant question, important question. No? Um, one, if you are like the lifeline of that person for that moment, as in, sa, sa tingin mo, mayroon na siyang konkretong plan, gagawin niya anytime, tapos may impossibility siya, um, it's best to keep that person staying on the line. No? So, parang, talk, keep talking to that person, listen to that person, um, Make that person feel that you're there for him, kahit hindi mo alam po anong sasabihin mo. So, parang, wala talagang, um, wala talagang format kung ano yung pwede mong sabihin. Kasi minsan, the more you just listen, the more it will help them. Pero since you're not a professional, it would be best to refer that person to a professional. Okay? So, if you know that this person is seeing already some mental health professionals, better to to call uh, the relatives who may know the contact of that professional and then yun, kailangan niyang mas makausap yung better kung mas makausap yung mental health professional para mas ma-address yung yung totoong sensor. Pero again, uh, just listen, be there for that person, uh, make that person feel that even if you don't completely understand the whole picture, you are there for that person. I think that it's more than enough for someone who is experiencing suicidality or who wants to end their life. Thank you, Pa. And for the last question from our PsyQs, Pa, this is a student from PUP, second year student. And their question is, how can I tell if I have depression and is it okay to assume I have one if I, can not, if I cannot get myself diagnosed? Okay. Well, one, if we are self-aware no, and we are noticing ano yung nagbabago sa atin in terms of functioning, ganyan, in terms of our mood, in terms of our sleeping patterns, ganyan. Yeah, like yung mga na-mention po kanina, kung pansin mo may problema na sa pagtulog, hindi na okay yung pagkain, ganyan, tapos feeling mo kahit na you're talking to the people that you really like, pero parang wala kang gana, ganyan. Uh, those are some of the things that you can consider, no? To, uh, Help, have yourself checked. And, and and I don't mean bad when you say parang have to talk to a professional. I think we, we are I think to help people who are actually experiencing mental health conditions, we have to normalize that na parang parang physical exam, no? Parang kapag meron kang dinadaeng sa sa katawan mo, ang ang common na response is maybe you have it's better to have it checked with a doctor than or with a medical doctor. It's the same with mental health conditions. So Kung sa tingin mo, nagbabago na yung dati sobrang productive mo kahit na um, low, no energy ka ganyan or wala kang motivation, pero ngayon sobrang apektado na yun, baka better to have a consultation with a professional. But Miss Irene, I have um, a question po regarding the diagnostic, the test po for, for mental health. 
that I see online. And I also see people take it. And di naman po sila nagbe-based on, pero it's like, it helps, it guides them po to know na, ah, may mali nga talaga. There's something wrong. Is that okay po? To use okay. those tests as guides po? I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, self-check and, and using screening tools. But even for professionals like me, we have to be careful with using screening tools. Like, we, we, we cannot make a diagnosis with just one test. Tapos, ayun na yun. Sometimes, we have to talk to a person repeatedly or for a number of sessions before we can confirm or meron nga siyang um, clinical depression, ganyan. And, and sometimes, we have to refer na to another professional like a psychiatrist para um, mas ma-confirm, ma- ganyan. So, hindi assurance na kapag let's say, let's take ka ng isang, ng isang screening tool tapos mataas, nag-elevate yung scores mo into depression or whatever that test is measuring. Hindi ibig sabihin na yun na yun na na clinically depressed ka na or, or meron ka ng disorder. So, I guess what I'm saying is that we have to be careful with interpreting, using and interpreting screening tools available online. Like for example, I know sometime during the, the quarantine period, parang naging nag-hype about sa use ng DAS or Depression Anxiety Stress Scale. No? One, the DAS is a, is a commonly used tool for not screening depression, pero it's a tool used for research. No? So it's available to the public for research purposes, not for not for determining or, or not for screening depression or other other disorders. So yun, we have to be careful now with using this screening tool. And that ends our side cues for today's episode. We hope tonight's episode has brought awareness on how we should approach our fellow individuals. And now we would like to award our guest speaker the Certificate of Recognition. The Certificate of Recognition is presented to Ms. Eileen Bellio for sharing her expertise as a guest speaker in Episode 1, The Major Depressive Disorder of CEU Psychology Society's podcast series entitled The Friday Sit-Down Season 2, Gaining Headway on Common Psychological Misconceptions, given this 13th day of February in the year 2021. So before we conclude this episode, I would like to call on the external vice president of the CEU Psychology Society, Ms. Alicia Claire Tugawen. Hi. Um, good evening to each and everyone listening to this episode. On behalf of our organization and overall chairperson of this event, I would like to say thank you to Ms. Eileen, our guest speaker tonight, for sharing her ideas and knowledge about major depressive disorder. I would also like to thank all the committees. This event would not be successful without your presence. I hope everyone learned a lot from tonight's episode and were able to understand major depressive disorders, common misconceptions, how it progresses, the treatment one undergoes, and the risks that come when this disorder is left unattended. Thank you and we hope to see you on March 19 for the second episode of the Friday Sit Down Season 2.